Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What's good, Internet? It is Monday, October 23rd, and you are listening to Waypoint Radio, episode 107. Uh, I'm Austin Walker. Joining me today, Danielle Riendo. Hi, hello. And Patrick Klepik who just finished writing and publishing a pretty big story. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, um, let's let's say the tonal whiplash between playing the sun, sunny and cheering Super Mario Odyssey slightly different than uh, <laughs> what I spent yeah. the last 12 hours, which is tiny, but just, just a, t- a tiny bit. A little bit. different. Well, you, you actually, like, um, so uh, we'll, we'll dig into that in a second, but, like, maybe we should actually just walk people through what, what, like the weekend looked like for us as the story developed. Um, yeah, well, actually, this actually that's it goes kind of interesting, right? Yeah, it go, actually goes back before um, the weekend. It was a um, Friday that we started getting Thursday. Messages? It was Thursday or Friday. There was a uh, a couple of messages dropped into my inbox um, right. <laughs> from a uh, a I believe the first email came from uh, the the title of the not the email the uh, the author of the email the sender was Neo Gaff is dirty. Um, and it was like a link and image dump, like a very Jesus. confusing, like serial killer, like string everywhere sort of thing. Uh-huh. Um, and I, I was kind of sifting through it, but I was in the middle of like, I'd spent like the better part of like a day and a half writing the South Park piece that went up on Friday afternoon. And so it was right, like, right. a lot of things come in my inbox and it's like, okay, I'm going to, you know, I'll get to that as I, as I get through things. And, um, I had flagged it in our, uh, our discord as being like, this seems – it came from a questionable source, so I don't even know if any of this is true. But like, Wait, hey, you don't keep... think ne- NeoGaff is dirty at whatever.com? <laughs> at uh... NeoGaffIsDirty.com? Yeah, exactly. Uh, it was like sort of like flagged for like everyone else to be like, hey, if you see something about this, like like give me a heads up. And then like if I don't, if I don't get to it before then, then um, maybe we'll know if something's uh, happening. And so it, Friday afternoon rolls around. I write the South Park piece goes up and – I just didn't just was not something I had a chance to look into. And because the couple of emails I'd gotten, one of them was like a long screed about how I'm a bad person. And then with another oh link to God. one of these things, it was just God. like, it like, didn't really tee me up to be like, time to go see what these people are upset yeah, yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, that, that South Park piece, which was like, right. anytime that you write something, that's like, here's my history with this thing. Here are my complicated feelings. And also here's me dumping on a thing that lots of people like. Like, even though I'm pretty confident in my in my take on it, like, I know I'm pissing people off. Like, well, I, and, and it's going to be one of those things where some people can come away thinking, like, well, you're telling me I'm a bad person if I like this right. thing, which is right. not obviously not the takeaway. But you end up getting people who mix yep. up their own personal feelings with the thing you're criticizing. And then all of a sudden that takes you down a pretty nasty uh, rabbit totally. hole. So that, um, that ha- yeah, that happens. Yeah. And then over the weekend. And which, also there's a background oh, there, too, that I think is worth mentioning, which is like. 
whenever people start bringing up so, so uh, NeoGAF, I guess really broadly for people who don't know, NeoGAF is a very popular or uh, was a very popular is yet no, to be it's, seen. No, it's, it's still yeah. Well, yeah. Okay, uh, I guess up until <laughs> yeah, like the point. last like uh, forty eight yes. hours, but like up until yeah, yeah yes. like the this broke. Um, I mean, NeoGAF was. Reddit before Reddit was, you know, 4chan before. I mean, 4chan may have existed alongside. Yeah. Um, but NeoGAF's been around in some form or another uh, for 18 years. Like, it just goes back really, really far. Like, um, that's where, like, you know, EGM writers, like, used to, like, talk to each other. I mean, yeah. I will have a separate piece probably later this week that talks about, I mean, I owe, owe my career to, to GAF before it was NeoGAF. It used to be, right. the GAF part is Gaming Age forums. It was part of Gaming Age, which was one of the more seminal uh, video game websites where folks like Mark McDonald and other people came up through. A lot of EGM yep. editors came through Gaming Age. Um, a lot of the people that went on to do like One Up and stuff one like that came. And, yeah. One Up is a, Gaming Age, essentially like the proto One Up. Like everything that One Up became started from a lot of the writers at at, at Gaming Age. And Gaming Age split into NeoGAF, and that's where the Neo part comes from. When Gaming Age got to a certain popularity, that there were like both copyright issues where people were posting like <laughs> scans and leaked screenshots. <laughs> And, uh, like, different leaks and rumors would appear on the site, and there was, like, publisher pressure to delete threads. Um, and this is such, such early days in, like, video game journal. Like, there wasn't even really journalism at that point. Yeah, it was, like, enthusiast um, press at best. It was mostly just, like, we yeah, are fans, get- we are consumers, here is new stuff coming out. Uh, publishers, please give us like bad screenshots that we yeah. can include. Yeah. So like a cease and desist or, or would come through. Good bullshots. Right, exactly. <laughs> Lots of bullshots. Uh, so when a cease and desist came through, like you took it seriously because it wasn't that just was not the structure of a place like Gaming Age, and wasn't the structure for right. a lot of enthusiast websites. Um, and but, the, but there was flexibility if perhaps there was just a form that was correct. not publishing as a, as an outlet as a publication. And so that's where NeoGAF came from. I don't know the specifics on how legally it it occurred. Um, I know that the owner of Gaming Age, Jim Cordera, who was a good friend of mine a long time ago. Hopefully you're doing well, Jim, if you're still out there. Um, <laughs> and I know some ads for Gaming Age run on NeoGAF. So, again, I don't know the exact you know legal right, and financial. Right, right. Uh, but essentially, like, NeoGAF became the ownership of... Um, Tyler Malka, I believe, I, I've never actually, till this moment, said his name out loud, so I'm going to hope mm-hmm. that I, I got that right. Um, also known as Evil Lore on, on the internet. Um, and he has a, yeah, pretty, uh, people have feelings about him. Um, uh, arrogant would be certainly a way of characterizing some of the way that he has talked over the years. But he was able to back that up because partially due to him and partially due to the people around him, like, uh, or and probably also partially because of circumstance, um, Gaff became this incredible melting pot where you had lots of really uh, hardcore enthusiast game fans, game developers, um, reporters. Like it was just kind of it felt like this exclusive club where things kind of flattened and it was all anonymous largely, um, but everyone got a chance to talk to one another and it was this really cool place where like I, I mean I had been told this is probably less true now than. Uh, than it was back then, but there was a time where like major games were greenlit, major decisions were right. made yes. based on the conversations that were happening at not GAF but NeoGAF. Like it was at right, one point right. used as like before, like we had as many metrics as we have now. Before we have uh, as many uh, sort of sources for metrics and influence and response, GAF was essentially like the what's the temperature of video game fans right now? And if, if GAF put their thumb down, I mean then. Th- that was like used as a data point to make hugely right. consequential right. decisions. 
Well, and it's hard to know how well Gaff of that era represented gaming and gaming culture and gamers at large. Um, but it's it's easy to think about it and like a few other key places as representing different types of gaming communities and people who who were part of the gaming culture. Like I think about like that era of like gaff and like the game fact forms as being game yeah. forms as being like a, a pretty clear divide between people who like liked games and wanted to talk about them at game facts and then like the things that were happening at NeoGaff to me as an outsider who was like not a journalist and was like interested in games is always like all right these people know a little bit more about the industry they like everyone <laughs> wants to know what npd numbers are oh, um God. everyone wants to like everyone knows the name of designers and d- developers and and like who the chairman is of Sony or whatever right like that stuff everyone there kind of prided themselves on being a little bit more in like insider um which I think ends up being like part of the story of NeoGaf that I think a lot of people end up feeling, which is like this place kind of fucking sucks. Also, You're right. um, <laughs> like it is, it is a, it was, it felt like a boys' club. It felt like very consumer-driven, consumer first, right? Like which, which at the time felt almost progressive because it was like, no, we have consumer rights, and like if this game is broken, we're gonna pass around screenshots, and we have people who, like, I remember going to 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 NeoGaf years and years ago, like in the Justin TV era, to find secret streams of unreleased games <laughs> or to find videos of glitches in games right. where the publisher was out saying like, no, 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 the game is. Great great and they're like no dog like look at all these videos that are have been uploaded to daily motion like <laughs> it is bad it looks bad um and so there was definitely at the time a sort of like you could kind of see the value of like almost consumer like advocacy and 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 uh, like almost citizen journalism around games at the time uh, uh but but i think in the last few years you've seen this weird like two things have happened on one hand and, and this is I'm, I'm this is kind of all where i wanted to get to is like you have it becoming a place where you can go to see people get like they get called names and and there's like a kind of a very aggressive insider culture of gaff and like it's very hard to break into gaff it had always it always felt like again there's kind of a boys club atmosphere to it but also around the time of gamergate gaff kind of pretty quickly was like nah this is bullshit like i call i call bullshit there is this is not about ethics and games journalism uh, fuck off with this like misogyny. Fuck off with a this. lot faster than yes. any editorial places. Yes. You know, places I worked for, places other places worked for. Like yeah. there, I don't. You know, I may in hindsight be giving them more credit than they were doing. How fast it was, but I it was assuredly faster than most people who were paid to do this decided this is bullshit. We're not <laughs> going to entertain it. We're not going to do the two sidesism. And and they didn't just. I mean, they just bans locked threads like it was very quickly they just said if you like if you say the term gamergate and you're not doing it in a way that is essentially suggesting this is all really terrible that right. you're just not welcome here which for uh the complicated politics of a lot of places on the internet that you know uh, you know claim to be progressive that you know allowed neogaf rightly so in some ways to say like actually we're trying to do right by you know some measure of people at least in regards to this very specific thing Right. And the reason I bring that up is because part of that response on Friday from us was like, all right, is this another time that like there's a secret 4chan op to take down gamer or to take down NeoGAF? Yeah. Because that's the sort of thing that has happened multiple times. And it also, I think, speaks to the complicated relationship that you've seen from lots of people as the things that have, have gone on as NeoGAF has started to tumble. Uh, 
in that, on one hand, you have lots of people who are from marginalized communities saying, like, you know what? Fuck NeoGAF, actually. Like, I never felt safe there. And then you also have people from Gamergate saying, like, haha, we killed NeoGAF, which is not true. Uh, one. <laughs> uh, NeoGAF killed NeoGAF. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, shitty behavior from someone who is an asshole, who, who presents like an asshole at the very least. Uh, <laughs> Uh, is what kills NeoGAF here. And, and, and mods who stood up and, and walked away. And like the, the revelation that shouldn't have been a revelation that as always, communities are only as strong as there are mods there to, to, to kind of do the heavy lifting, right? Like you, the mods build that place and, and without mods, like it's all just going to go to shit instantly. Uh, um, Danny, I'm so, curious yeah. for, for before we get into yeah. the, the story and the allegations, like what, like what was your perspective of that <laughs> website? Like, <laughs> I feel I I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I feel like you might have been one of those people that was kind of like fuck that place. <laughs> yeah, very much so. So I definitely um, it's a little bit funny to me with the timing because on Friday night, one of the last things I did in Austin, if you remember uh-huh. this, at like seven on Friday night, I was like I, I just looked up from my computer with like a very disdainful look, and I was like I made a mistake. I looked on Gaff again because, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I mean, we, we... uh, like, to be fair, to be to be completely clear, there are great threads on Gaff. I don't want to like completely, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, take a crap on all of it. I enjoyed OTs. Like, I enjoyed the sort of, uh, you know, There's cumulative efforts of right. people who are actually putting together all the criticism on a game or something like that. That was cool. But our thread just, you know, I'm just going to say a lot of people were very critical of how I uh, host podcasts and present on podcasts. And it made me a little depressed. And it was stupid for me to go looking for, like, constructive criticism as opposed to just I'm not sure I would call all that stuff constructive. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, (laughs) it's it's, it's, you know, I had a very similar experience to you uh, for the years I worked at Giant Bomb where uh, there's a very active I guess now it's all was, so, so <laughs> I, gotta, yeah. I, have to, I have to change my, my terms. Um, uh, active thread about Giant Bomb. It was a Giant Bomb community thread, and they would, you yeah. know, discuss what went up on the site. and Hundreds you know, and hundreds of pages. Like, yeah, oh, like yeah. It just, thousands. Extreme, yeah, like, if, you know, whereas our page th- probably updates, like, a full page of comments every couple of weeks, this is, like, ten pages a day, like, you yeah. know, easily when yeah. nothing's going on. And actually, it usually filled up the fastest when nothing was happening on the site and people were upset yes. that nothing was on the site. Yep. <laughs> um, and it's so easy to just be like, I'm going to click it and see what they're saying. Because well, you, yeah. you, you want validation, you want yep. feedback, and so I would find myself going in there, and then all of a sudden, it would be the same as, you know, uh, uh, you, Danielle, where it would be like, oh, well, Patrick's not... He's not funny like Vinny and Jeff are, and like or like <laughs> oh, I had a pimple that day, and it's like the fuck's wrong with that guy's face? Um, right. and, oh, no, and it's it's it was like what am I doing yeah. here? Like yeah. I, this isn't. I don't Vinny feel good about I this. Had, Vinny and I ended up having lots of conversations about it. Um, not only because of shit that like people would give me, because obviously people at Gav would give me lots of pretentious, lots of like mm-hmm. Austin just wants to use big words, um, <laughs> lots oh, of calling out specific vocal tics. Patrick, I don't know if you've ever if that's ever oh, happened for you. Oh, like, oh, Danielle, oh, like, when yes. I talk oh. about uh, saying like I, we've been there, I fucking mean it. We're like, no, I know, I know. What was the what's the one for you, Patrick? Do you remember what the one was? That they oh, called? Uh, well, for one, I. I this was actually fair, and a lot of podcasters work on this over time. Is like getting rid of the word "like." Uh, yeah, as a of course. Verbal yeah. tick that 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 one was fair. I, that that's on me. I, that was just something I needed with time. But it was a, a, a ostensibly was ostensibly. Uh, this, this yeah. word that uh, Ryan Davis and I sort of stumbled upon, and then <laughs> the both of us like used it a bunch of times, and he moved on. But it just like stuck with me in in the same way 
that like this. Like the reason a verbal tick yeah. exists is usually it becomes a crutch when you're halfway through formulating a thought and you need to buy time and yep. you're just looking for a transition word. And that's what like functions as for a lot of people. And for whatever reason, probably because I was trying to desperately not say like, is that I then swapped in ostensibly because I was used, it was just a <laughs> bullshit word I could use all the time. But then anytime I did that, it would just be, it would come up in not a, a fun, like let's rib Patrick sort of way. It'd be like, nope. like, like what is this dope doing on this podcast with all these A plus podcasters? Like, get this shit bag out of here. And it was like, Ugh. it was like, it was like, uh, it would actually like really influence like how I felt about myself and my work. And what I needed to understand was like, one, uh, people should have a space where like yes. the creators, uh, like they, they should be allowed to talk about my face if they want. Like, I'm this not saying that that's okay. I'm not saying like, yeah. I would say that that's not, like, right. I don't want to go have your those conversations about Patrick, people. Patrick, Thank you. Your face Patrick, you've got, got a great face. face. Well, I you actually, got, I finally went and got some cream like six months ago and I really wish I'd gotten that cream. I just put it up for a long time. Now well, my face is not clear. If they had posted, hey, Patrick, there's some cream you can get for your face <laughs> right. to make you know it a good if face. If it were constructive, it would right. be – and that's what I was looking for because, frankly, a lot of times in that thread, there was constructive criticism. Right. There was something I could actually take and say, oh, okay, you know what? Maybe I am just kind of going, yeah, or uh-huh, or cackling too much. Like, I get it. Like, I, I want to get better at things. I want to improve. When my coach – tell you know, in, in wrestling right. or jujitsu, when my coach is telling me, no, you're doing something wrong, like – Good. Yes, please tell me what I'm doing wrong. I would I would like to fix it. But in the last couple of months, it, it was just turned to a lot of like vaguely sexist, like, right. you know, like pitting me against the other woman on the team kind of thing or right, like, yeah. you know, just shit that's just not shit. useful. Well, that's you know, of, that stuff is why I think for a lot of people that Gaff never felt not safe even, but just like never felt good. It just never felt good yeah. to be there is because there were certain attitudes that reflected like um uh a, a sort of old fashioned like cultural like company culture almost right like there is a, such a thing as a form culture in terms of like what jokes fly what ones don't what reads as constructive criticism and what doesn't um and what i ended up doing is the same thing that you did patrick which is like you have to at some point say and this was from you know vinny talking to me at over a giant bomb was like um there needs to be a place where people can talk about your work and you the way that they talk about movie stars, the way that they yeah. talk about rock musicians, the way that they talk about politicians. And like, it is weird to think of that because you're an individual who does not have the degree of celebrity and stability <laughs> that say, or a movie the bank star account. Has. That's what <laughs> I mean. See, that's, yeah, exactly, that's where exactly. I'm going to push back. They can afford a lot of therapy. Like they can afford. <laughs> we, uh, I talked to, I talked to my, my friend and, and uh, friends at the table, you know, co-star uh, art about it. And a phrase yeah. that he often uses is like, man, that's what the money is for. And yeah, exactly. like, well, we don't have that. Like we have, we are out in the public, but we are not public figures in the sense that we have huge bank accounts. Um, and and but 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 that definitely gave us, I think, a very specific relationship with Gaff, yeah. um, because you get this view of both sides of like, in fact, you get this view of Gaff as almost being uh, like, pardon, pardon, Gaff, but like a very centrist position where the people <laughs> over at the very centrist place where the people in Gamergate are like, yo, fuck Gaff, and then like the people who are like who are targeted by Gamergate are also sometimes like, yo, fuck Gaff. <laughs> um, and so it was yeah. funny to see over the weekend as the story developed, 
those attitudes kind of bubbling up and then the sort of like also alongside of it people saying like i would never go to gaff in my life also i wouldn't be here without gaff because when i was 16 when i was 20 as a reporter i i you know go to gaff every day to read the thread but i'll never have an account there because it's just like gross or whatever um and so it's it's been interesting to see everybody come out and, and kind of present their their perspectives in any uh. case yeah. Um, All well, of that is to say why we didn't just jump on those tips immediately. Yeah. Also, it was Friday afternoon. All Everyone's tired. And it's like, okay, this is going to be another thing that slowly happens over the course of the next week. Like, we have time to go talk to people, to look into these allegations, to report on it slowly. Because that's normally what happens, right? Like, you're able to, like, send out an email over the weekend and see, like, oh, hey, do you have time to speak on Monday? Okay, we'll set up a, t- a call. And then Saturday, I feel like Patrick, I sent you a text. Was it well, yeah. So say yeah. So Saturday, um, uh, like I, I think I mentioned this. Uh, some I think uh, the podcast a week ago because I wasn't on Friday's uh, uh, cast, right. which was very good, by the way. Side note: if you haven't, Thank you. I'm sure most people have listened to the, the interview you guys did with Manveer. Shouts to Manveer. Manveer is amazing. But yeah, like I remember mentioning last week that like I, you know, like in fairly recent months have like tried to set aside weekends as like a place where like I'm just with my kid and my family and like the things that make me happy just because I've spent a lot of time writing about like weird shit and yeah. dark stuff in the last like yeah. six months. And so it's like I just need like a space to have this stuff happen. But I, yeah, my wife went to bed uh, pretty early on Saturday and then I was sitting there playing Mario and I'm like checking Twitter and then all of a sudden I started – Seeing all this stuff happening, getting passed yeah. around, um, and getting a lot of mentions, but again, a lot of those mentions were coming from clearly people with like disingenuous motives, um, uh, <laughs> in which they were were very much a part of this thread um, that we alluded to earlier, in which like the reason they want wanted um, uh, Tyler Malka to be found to be you know a monster or the allegations to prove true is not because they actually want justice for the woman who was making the allegations. Right. They just wanted what was seen as anti-Gamergate or a progressive beacon, which I don't use that as a term because I think it was... <laughs> I'm just saying that like, yeah, yeah, yeah. relative yeah. to Gamergate, to it, yeah. it was yes. viewed that way because of the stances they were taking. We're going to just take a quick break for an ad. We will be right back. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. They wanted to just see it taken down because it contributes to something that happens a lot in alt-right circles and a lot of these subversive circles in which their their goals are are really just to create infighting amongst progressives, liberals, people yep. on the left. Um, and so taking out figures of the left, and this is why they've reveled so much in the Harvey Weinstein stuff, um, contributes to that cause because chaos equals advancement of the cause, even if that cause has no actual end. Um, right. <laughs> so I saw that, but then started uh, like hearing from people that I knew, I heard from you who, you know, you pay a little more attention to that stuff on the weekend. It was like, right. okay, like something's well, going at that point, on Gaff here. All through Saturday evening was just like up and down over and yeah. over. It was getting DDoSed or something was happening. We were, it wasn't very clear. Well, specifically um, then- I saw, I saw screenshots of a thread where someone, well, so actually, you know what, this starts because 
Um, it must have been on Friday afternoon, and this is how this thread stayed with me, and then people were updating me through this thread, was there was a, a bot that I followed on Twitter that's like NeoGAF new thread, and it's just in my right, gaming column. Right. It's part of what I use to just keep track of what people <laughs> uh. are doing. And it said, the, the account, or the thread was called, this is probably account suicide, dot, dot, dot. And I immediately clicked. I was like, God, I don't know what the fuck's in this thread. <laughs> and it was gone. Like, it's right. su- I mean, it was, I mean, the bot is automated, you know, like this. So that thread was deleted almost instantaneously. And then what happened was over the weekend, people started replying to that, like, thread with, like, screenshots um, and, and clear sets of, of allegations. And that's what got, like, you, me, and other people starting to yeah. look at this as though, okay, this this seems like this has gone beyond the threshold, like, regardless of the shitty actors participating, that does not mean this isn't necessarily a story that deserves yep. uh, uh, or doesn't deserve our full attention, which is that then, so Saturday evening, like, I'm trying to play Mario, and eventually just gave up. Like, I, I just, like, <laughs> I was texting with someone, I was just like, I am so crushed right now that I can't even enjoy Mario Odyssey, so I'm just going to put on the strangers and send emails and just sit on this couch <laughs> until I fall asleep, which is what happened at around 11.15. And uh. it just started sending emails. Like, I put out a, uh, you know, I'm lucky enough to have a, a large following on Twitter um, where uh, I can just sort of ask for help, um, and, and people are very, uh, thankfully, um, often come forward um, with information that can kind of help me wrap my head around complicated stories. And so I guess to set up what actually got us to start uh, uh, thinking about this um, and, and investigating it, um, there was an allegation made on, on Facebook. It was not a public post. It was not like, right. I'm going on medium.com and I'm going to write a, a call-out post for right. uh, Tyler Malka. This was uh, a uh, private uh, communication from a woman who yeah. was joining in, in the, the hashtag MeToo uh, social media on thing, Facebook, which is not on, on not right. on Twitter, right? Not it's, on, not even yeah. like, it's not like she yes. had a Twitter account that has like ten followers and right. assist her friends. Like, it's a private Facebook yes. account. Um, which this uh, this woman, uh, uh, Emily Up, uh, wrote a uh, uh, told the story about her and what was referred to as a friend who went on a road trip uh, to New Orleans. Um, and then she goes from there to, to, uh, sort of, uh, you know, we won't do the whole back and forth if you want to read the right. story and hear, uh, sort of the entire thing. I'll just kind of give, I'll give the setup for her allegations and then I will just tell you that the story then interrogates those allegations and we can talk about them here, but we don't yep. need to do the whole he said, she said, uh, on, yeah. on the podcast. But so, um, Liep had gone on uh, this uh, this trip with uh, Tyler. Uh, she was uh, polyamorous. Is that how you pronounce that? Yep. Uh, yeah. Uh, and in an open relationship, but she had a boyfriend, and the open part of her relationship was with women. Um, and so she was in a committed sort of thing at the moment with uh, her boyfriend. Uh, her boyfriend uh, uh, had met Tyler, and they were all cool. You know, like it was like, oh, hey, this yeah. is just a friend. You guys can go on a road trip. Like, go have fun. Um, and so uh, Tyler and Ema go on this road trip. Uh, to New Orleans. They had known each other from becoming friends over the years, and Tyler had been, uh, he'd been like an actor in some of her video shoots. She's a director uh, that does work uh, down in Texas. Um, and uh, so, like, they were close in a, in a friend sort of way, and uh, in, in a lot of, like, you know, uh, relationships that I'm sure we all have with uh, uh, people of both genders. Um, and uh, they go to uh, New Orleans. Um, they have a lot to drink. She has too much to drink and then uh, begins... <laughs> gets uh, sick. Gets sick, goes into the bathroom. She's yeah, she, she yeah. vomiting. Like, you're not just like, oh, I don't feel well. Like, throwing up mm-hmm. into this bathroom. And uh, she then uh, goes into the shower to sort of clean herself up. And uh, she, she alleges that uh, Tyler then... Uh, 
uh, entered uh, into the bathroom, entered into the shower, uh, fully naked and approached her from behind. Didn't like, you know, give a playful heads up or like, hey, is it okay if I come in? Um, and she immediately tells him like, this isn't outside of just the, the surface level of like, who wants <laughs> who wants fuck? to go initiate sex with someone who is clearly Puking. going into yeah, the beginning of a that hangover? Is not, that is not a good look even... Let me be honest. If I had a partner who was in the bathroom <laughs> puking, yep. I wouldn't be like... I might be in there like holding hair back, exactly. or like with a with a bucket and a mop. Like, but like, it's not time to make a move, my guy. Not at all. Um, and, and so she she she, yeah. uh, uh, she uh, you know tells him like you know this is inappropriate, and uh, he leaves. Um, and uh, nothing you know untoward happens after that. It was obviously a very like creepy, strange maneuver. They have a talk about it the next day, which is that hey, this was inappropriate you know you can't act this way like that's not this was not we don't have this kind of relationship like right. we are right. friends and if i was gonna have sex with anyone it's gonna be my boyfriend and it, or a woman Someone of my else. choosing yeah right yeah. um uh, based on how her relationship was set up at the time and uh he, from her you know i interviewed her uh, earlier this morning um and you know from her perspective like he took to that and she's like i work in not Hollywood, but, you know, she works in film and deals with a lot of awkward and weird people and internet friends. And she yep. said, that's not an excuse, but she's like, sometimes there are instances in which people are drunk, do something inappropriate, and then when they are told, they realize the error of their ways and maybe they learn something from it. Right. And her thought was that was this situation that, like, I have no reason to not to yep. trust um, Tyler for all the – she was helping him – or helping her network for her film right. company – um, and it just, she thought like, this was a teachable moment. Nothing went way too far and we're just going to move forward from here. Right. Oh, this is like one of the things that's so frustrating with res the response to stories like this often is you have people who say like, well, why did she even keep talking to him? And it's like, if she didn't, you'd be saying, oh, everybody deserves a second chance. He was just drunk. Like, right. you right. can't have it both ways. Like, she did what was a very generous thing in saying, like, all right, I'm going to walk you through why you <laughs> fucked up. Uh, and and allegedly, this is this is her side of the story, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and, and in her version of the story, like, then took the, did the next step, which was like, all right, like, as long as we're cool, we're cool. Like, we're going to keep hanging out. Uh, and we're going to finish this trip and, and maybe I'll see you some other time too. Like, I don't, I don't, I think that that part of the story uh, as she tells it, like completely holds up with the sorts of stories that, that I have, you know, that, that are common among my friends, among like the, the other women I know who've dealt with this, like this does not seem out of character, uh, you know, in our generation. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's definitely true. And so, uh, they did uh, – she, uh, you know, cites this incident uh, in which she felt uh, profoundly guilty. Uh, it's it's very common in, uh, you know, what I've read uh, about, um, you know, instances of sexual misconduct uh, and the own my own interviews and reporting I've done that um, – where she felt guilty and as though she had brought that on in some way um, is a feeling that she was going through after the incident occurred. And when she realized that if she told her boyfriend uh, – she she couldn't she didn't feel the confidence to actually tell her boyfriend what happened because she was afraid of how it looked upon her. Um, she felt like that said something about her and her relationship, so it kind of led directly to um, the dissolution of of that relationship because of her complicated feelings for how she felt about her own participation or non participation um, in the uh, the events that occurred. Uh, and so they did uh, have consensual sex uh, later. Um, 
that that was you know something where uh, she uh, it's not in the story but described to me that she didn't feel great about it but it was not something in which he did anything uh, untoward she had broken up uh, with her boyfriend and they were still friends you know this was part of the second chance thing and uh, that stuff happens I, I think if you were to have a talk with any of your <laughs> uh, friends uh, who are women I think you would hear all sorts of like weird confusing uh, sort of situations that arise uh, out of out of complicated relationships uh, like this uh, but then they meet up again uh, in e3 um, where uh, Tyler had uh, booked a, an Airbnb uh, for uh, both his friends and for her to come down they were sharing a bed because they were close friends but at that point they uh, at least uh, in uh, Ema's uh, telling of the story uh, had uh, it was a platonic sort of thing they were just friends they were uh, in the bed together because it was just, it was an Airbnb and people were sleeping where they could sleep. You know, it was just, you know, that, right. uh, some X amount of space. And Tyler purchased it very differently. And like, without getting into the, you know, he said, she said of, of, of the rest of the event, like, uh, suffice to say that, uh, uh, her interpretation of events that involve another woman, um, uh, her perspective is that she was protecting, um, or raising, uh, uh, warnings uh, about um, the actions that Tyler was taking that seemed to involve trying to get a woman drunk and being a little handsy um, and raising objections over that because she had seen some of that happen to her and she it was very uncomfortable for her to watch that to happen to someone else. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyler's interpretation of that was to, in a series of statements to me that I genuinely uh, were shocked <laughs> to, to get. Yeah. Because um, yeah. uh, as far as I know, Tyler only talked to me um, uh, maybe because I have a history with the website, uh, right. or the, the forum, I don't know. Um, but certainly before any sort of public statement was made uh, on social media or on NeoGAF itself, um, spins the whole tale as uh, sort of like a soap opera in which it's a lover's triangle and uh, and, and very directly pins um, any sort of reactions from uh, from Ema as being a result of her mental illness. Uh, Quote unquote. To, that's, that is yeah. his. Yes, yes. Yep. That is his. That is his phrasing. Uh, up to and including uh, evidence that her of her mental illness because she deleted the Facebook post in which she made their allegations, which is not true. It's that once they went viral, her uh, profile was getting bombarded and shared all over the place, and that was just one of po- several posts she had made. Right. Uh, in participation of the uh, Me Too uh, campaign in which people were raising awareness about sort of everyday sexual misconduct. Um, And she didn't need a bunch of strangers screenshotting her sexual history. She didn't need a reporter like myself or Cecilia over at Kotaku talking to her about her sexual... Like the idea that I just said a couple of minutes ago, and then she had consensual sex with this man, like... In no world, really, should I be having to say those words, know right. those words, know that history. That's not like, knowledge right. that we that you need to have in your life. That is a thing that she did in her life. But like, as a reporter, you you had to get the the, the complicated details of this person's right. day. Like, she has to go to work tomorrow, presumably. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, she doesn't. Yeah, just I stop mean, she has existing outside of the frame of the story. Yes, and, you know, and then she, you know, she, part of the reason she said she spoke with me was be specifically because I. Um, I had reached out to her, um, at that point, I believe she had talked to Cecilia, uh, at Kotaku and, uh, I, I couldn't have blamed her. She never got back to me, but right. then I got these, uh, these really fascinating, I guess is the word, uh, yeah. responses from, from Tyler. Um, and I passed them on to her because I couldn't in good conscience, I, I needed to impress upon her, not that I, I needed her to speak with me, but that, um, the absence of her considering, out in the in the open, if it just would have been Tyler being able to say, 
oh, and she's mentally ill. Yeah. Um, like that's that's something that I, I think anyone can feel an understanding of why they would feel a need to respond to that. Um, yeah. And so that's like that's especially when, when the the you know it it is two stories and we are not in a position to because we are journalists because we are speaking as a publication and not as private individuals like there are legal repercussions for us saying what we think happened or didn't happen which is right. like if you're wondering why we're hedging it is because our legal team has impressed that upon us in the past <laughs> uh and it's a bummer to get pulled into a legal office and and chided um but the the thing that i will say is that like just looking at their statements the fact that hers is like okay here's the thing he fucked up and did and then the next day we talked about it and like tried to move on from there versus like oh she's mentally ill is yeah. like right it immediately starts painting a picture and that picture only gets like clearer for me uh in terms of how tyler presents and speaks and writes and tries to lead the mod you know the 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 team at neogaf uh as you dig deeper excuse me deeper into tyler's past history online um uh previous accusations made against him which which we kind of continued to dig up as things uh progressed over the weekend and again and again you just see this like this image of someone who is who has a very different understanding of consent than than i do uh and then i think a lot of people do um and who in general just like makes these very extreme claims uh that center himself as a targeted victim and not and and rarely address the notion that the the world around me is wrong yes exactly and not because i did anything I think there were three red flags there uh, for me just reading the piece. Again, I I don't know anything that you don't know, of course. Right. Uh, But the fact, first, that he would blame something on mental illness, which has been the dog whistle for all Mm -hmm. time, uh, sort of discrediting women when they make accusations, discrediting women when they say something has happened right. that is that is sort of the oldest trick in the book basically <laughs> she's hysterical it's it's uh, she's hysterical exactly the, the term hysteria like in, in itself right? <laughs> right absolutely is like oh don't believe women with their weird women problems that's the whole you know that's the idea behind it second thing being of course the um that like the the sort of attitude presented and the third thing being absolutely the which i'm sure we'll get into it now but but sort of that screen grab uh, that shows the way he's talked about previous accusations, the way he's talked about consent, the way he's talked about, I don't ask girls to kiss them because I don't have a pocket protector. Like this idea that having an idea of affirmative consent, you know, consent where you actually ask a person if something is okay, that that's for nerds, that's for losers. Like it's that absolutely to me was like, yup, <laughs> red flag right there. That is terrifying. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Right. Well, and that came up through a series of posts that had uh, arrived via like people had started sending those around again. They are from 2012, right, Patrick? The the sort of blog yeah. that he'd made of of traveling across Europe and uh, a number of encounters he had there uh, that were almost all like not always. I I didn't read the entire collection, but the the collection of screen grabs that you that you you know saw and and that. Um, you know, he commented on and confirmed that those are posts that he made. To be clear, these are not just like doctored screen grabs that that are floating around. Um, and he respond like in, in the piece, right. like responds to the like it, it you know, confirms the, their existence, even yes. though Gaff is down right now. Yeah. Um, because he 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 responded specifically to my question of like, well, 
you got to admit this looks pretty this bad. Looks like yeah. <laughs> you know, like um, when well, when put against these two, it's just like his his like sexual dominance, and I don't just mean that like literally in the bedroom, but like in terms of his behavior at clubs, his behavior around women in public. Uh, there's a specific uh, story that he tells that uh, involves a woman asking him to buy her a drink, and then. Uh, him, him, you know, touching, touching her butt because he wanted to make it clear that this was going to be like a tit for tat relationship and not just like, God. oh yeah, you can push me around. You can, you can take it, you can quote unquote, take advantage of me. Um, and in like the, the explanation he gave you for that, the, t- the tone just shifts so dramatically from like, and that's how I treat people. I let them know that I'm in charge to like, Oh, you know, we were, it was very playful. She had already been sitting on my lap. Like, this was a very, like, fun exchange. Like, and it's, it is, even if that's, even if that's true, right? It's like the reason, the way he wrote it originally. Yes. Reflects a certain attitude to how you want to present around men. Cause not, you know, that's largely what, you know, NeoGAF is, is, you know, young, young white males. And, um, and so it's like you can like two things can be true. Like he could have exaggerated that story because he wanted to look cool, and that actually what was happening was was the story he tells me. Right. Um, but even if you even if you were to take that at face value and 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 give him that that credit, like what it says about him and his views on consent and how to treat women yes. when he writes his experience that way uh, because he wants to be seen in a certain light still says something deeply troubling about like. The way society like rewards certain types of male behavior among women, right? Exactly, which is still a red flag, right? Like, yes. I don't know. It it is it is so hard because you when you tell a story like this, when you when you when you you know report a story like this, you get so into the nitty gritty that it ends up being you don't want to just present like a he said she said, um, but at the same time, there is value in letting uh, in working out a way to present the the comprehensive or holistic picture of what these positions are so that readers can make a knowledgeable judgment, especially in a situation like this where, um, you know, this wasn't a person, he is not just like, uh, we've dealt with stories in the past where someone will have said like some really truly bigoted shit. And then what we have to then say is like, okay, do we want those words even to be on our platform? Um, there's a story. Who knows if it will ever be, if it will ever finish? Or we've been in like the idea that this story published in twelve hours and this other story that we're quietly alluding to and that we'll explain at a later date, <laughs> at a later date. Is, is still is is still in the mix. <laughs> Speaks to um, um, yeah. that the there are times when we've been like, okay, hey, this other story is not a thing that we want to pursue right now, or like, oh, hey, this other you know this this person is like like not just like homophobic but virulently homophobic or like not just uh, to the degree that like it's not just like we want them to to we don't want to just give them enough rope as people often say right like right. so that like okay the reader will be able to read that this person said some shitty stuff and so we'll let them kind of hang themselves in the public sphere by saying something shitty and everyone goes like whoa that's terrible there are things that are so bad that it's like i'm not here to boost this but this isn't that right this is like this person has a specific allegation made against them and 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 it is totally within rights for him to say like 
no, that's not what happened. But instead, what he fucking said was, no, actually, she's mentally ill. And it's like, oh, my God. No, like, this is not a great line of defense uh, when it does what Danielle said, which is like exists inside of this continuity of men doing that again and again and again. Instead of saying instead of saying a, mil- a million other things that he could have said here. Um, and And the thing is that, like. It's weird because we're in this place where the quote unquote bigger story is, is this the end of Gaff? Um, but that minimizes and reduces this woman's experience so dramatically. Yeah. And I'm always cautious of doing the same thing that I would critique the people at Gamergate and similar, you know, in similar groups, similar organizations who wanted to use her, uh, this encounter that, that she had, this, this, uh, this sexual misconduct that she faced as a pawn, as like a, a, a little, like a, a micro, like a, a tactical event that they could, uh, seize upon and like use to, to wound one of their targets, uh, in NeoGAF. Um, I'm afraid, I'm cautious about doing the same thing and being like, okay, well, now that we've talked about this, this, you know, right. sexual misconduct, misconduct, the sexual misconduct allegation. Now we can get to the real story, which is NeoGAF. Uh, so I want to be clear <laughs> yeah. that that's like not. I, the the real story is that like millions of women, hundreds of millions of women, uh, billions of women suffer uh, sexual misconduct, sexual assault, sexual harassment, sexual abuse, and that like we are in the middle of a bunch of those stories being told right now. Uh, we need to keep telling those stories. We need to keep reporting those stories. We need to keep like chasing down those stories as best we can. Um, a thing that we didn't do a couple of weeks ago when we told this story about uh, when we, we talked about the Naughty Dog allegations um, was that we didn't give any resources for what to do if you've suffered uh, sexual harassment, sexual mis- misconduct uh, in any way at, at a workplace or anywhere else. Uh, this is me reminding myself that when we publish this podcast today, it should include links out to resources. We can, uh, uh, I think, a, an easy one to kind of go to and one that I've uh, vetted quite a bit, at least at, on some level, uh, mm-hmm. would be rain. Uh, that's mm-hmm. kind of a, a pretty easy one for people. It's R A I N N. Of course. You want me to read the mission statement? I got it right here. Sure. Uh, Rain, which uh, stands for Rape, Abuse, and Incest National Network, which, by the way, uh, they also do a lot, uh, everything in the full spectrum of sexual misconduct. So they they deal with harassment as well as uh, rape, incest, uh, and misconduct in general. So the nation's largest anti-sexual violence organization, Rain created and operates the National Sexual Assault Hotline, which is 800-656-HOPE, and also it's online.rain.org and rain.org slash ES in partnership with more than a thousand local sexual assault service providers across the country. Uh, there's also a DOD safe helpline. There, there are special resources for LGBT right. people. There are special resources for, uh, you know, people in the military. They're, they have a lot of resources on their site. So they are a good place to go to for that. And I, I would, would just say this as someone who has been sexually harassed uh, and been assaulted even at work, that uh, there can be a lot of guilt. And I'm not speaking at all uh, about this specific woman, but there can be a certain kind of guilt in telling your story when you feel like your story isn't as bad as some other people's stories. Uh Like uh, I especially, I, uh, you know, know a lot of people who are uh, survivors of extremely brutal sexual assault and rape. And feeling like, oh, you know, if I was groped or or certain things or, or, you know, a situation where, you know, something really not okay happened, but, you know, I'm okay physically, uh, tell folks to get help even in those those other situations because it, it can really mess with your head in a lot of ways. Right. 
Uh, so so those, don't hesitate. <laughs> right, don't hesitate to get help. Um, and and at the same time, I, I also think it's probably worth saying in the midst of all of this Me Too campaign, like it, I I am you know obviously and and maybe not obviously maybe it's worth saying that I am uh, uh, impressed and um, thankful to any woman who or any anyone who is willing to share their story about uh, being sexually harassed or sexually assaulted, but also that like. I also have a lot of sympathy for the people who are like, I'm actually not in a place where I want to be confront my trauma Absolutely. or where, where my trauma should become a teaching tool for like dudes who, for whatever reason, can't just re- who can't just take it at, at, you know, at word that this is a problem that needs to be addressed. Um, so a lot of sympathy uh, for, for folks who are not in a place where they want to dig into this for, for whatever reason. So if you're one of those people, please, you know, know that as far as I'm concerned, you know, as far as my word goes, as far as my opinion <laughs> goes, like, no judgment on you for not wanting to pick up the weight of of like using your personal trauma as a teaching tool um so so absolutely is- and there are ways you can get help with it being completely anonymous and not having to tell anybody that you know in your life that's right. also what help hotlines are for it's a way that you can potentially uh get some kind of help with it without ever having to tell anyone in your life or have that risk associated right. with it totally so like clear like i think that that is the the heart of this and and is especially in this year where more and more of these stories come out like that is the thing i wanted to spend some time on there i am curious like what does this mean for gaff going forward or more importantly what does this mean for communities um inside of gaming on the internet going forward like what what fills this gap uh does it come back like i i mean he he tyler seemed to you know malka seemed to tell you that his plan is to bring gaff back asap well yeah there's a right like literally you know right before uh seconds I before the story. oh man so, yeah, seconds before <laughs> i got a response to a uh a story uh or for a question i sent him uh last night um in which i was like like what's the next step here um oh before i forget i, I just want to make one aside because I, I thought of this before and i don't want to forget it again yep. um when we mentioned that there were allegations from 2012 like i want to get clear i had no idea that there were allegations yeah. from 2012 yeah, yeah. i also don't want to say that necessarily there would have been the kind of reporting done from outlets like ourselves or kotaku i think a lot has changed mm-hmm. in the last five years uh not that uh they, it shouldn't have been taken seriously. Not that um, it, it wasn't as uh, as unsettling then as it is now. But I think you know, I think there's a big difference in the way we think about and talk about report about this stuff in the last five years. And so um, I, I I can at least I can say that I didn't know, but I can't necessarily say that I would have taken it as seriously because I think my own like way of looking at this, like my own weight I put into the time I spend on reporting things like has changed in a way that like shows meaningful progress and how we talk and report and support, you know, the idea of like believing women when they, mm-hmm. they come forward. Um, so I just wanted to make that because there were there, some people come out and say, like, Oh, reporters have been uh, protecting him for, for five years. And it's like, I, I have no reason to protect the the owner of Neo Gaff. Um, <laughs> but, but I also think there is something to be said about the, the way we talk about this stuff that has changed, especially post Harvey Weinstein. Um, but definitely in the last five years, I think there has been a substantial shift in just the seriousness that has taken um, of reporting on things like this. So that aside, um, yeah, Tyler had mentioned that uh, the plan was for the site. The site was back online after being, uh, was it DDoS? Is that how you say that? Yeah, that's how I was. Uh, so. um, uh, 
all pretty much all weekend. Um, so the site is back up in the sense that it says there is it's under maintenance. Um, but uh, Tyler had uh, told me that the, it'll be up with uh, posting again um, in some form later tonight. He's uh, mentioned that he was worried that it would be DDoSed again. So who knows how long that'll last. My guess is that Gaff will probably be dealing with that for for a while. Yeah. Um, um, but uh, more interestingly, uh, said that the solution to this problem, which was not to make a public statement about what happened, was not to uh, do something other than answer reporters' emails. Like, look, I love getting answers to my questions, but <laughs> if I was a consultant uh, for this, I would have said, don't be talking to reporters. You should be talking to your community and engaging with them. Like, that's – anyway uh, – he uh, yeah, mentioned that his, his solution to this, or at least the approach going forward, is that shit is just so complicated and politically charged in 2017 that they just need to refocus on video games. Oh, uh, so, get back to gaming. God. What matters, um, what really matters. <laughs> which is a really just strange, like, way to well, view that, which is not to, like, like double down, like, look, like, like I'm going to reexamine my, my own behavior. We're going to, like, come up with new policies that, like, you know, like, like yep. But well, instead, it's like, oh, actually, like the shit that got the, to bring this stuff up, like fucking politics and like gender studies, like I get that shit off the forum. <laughs> well, that's part of the other oh, thing man. too. Is like part of his behavior as the owner of NeoGaf is being was, a bad one. Is slow. Bad. Is unresponsive. <laughs> is not really. Yes. Is like being aloof. Like the the thing that uh, is at the end of my story is like telling a little bit about what happened with the, the modders, um, you know, the people that supported and essentially have ran NeoGAF um, for a while, while Tyler has largely just been the financial uh, benef- benefactor of um, uh, what's happened on the site. Um, you know, uh, we didn't get into this, but it's like, you know, late, earlier this year, like Amarox, who was a notable mod for a number of years, who was very active, if you, like me, were in a lot of the political threads in the off-topic forums of, of Gaming Age, or of GAF, um, and he was as liberal firebrand as you come, um, and then he uh, was charged uh, with uh, a number of accounts of having child pornography. Right. Um, and uh, uh, Tyler's official statement, which came very late after people had connected the dots, was that, oh, we didn't know what his real name was, which a number of mods told me was complete horseshit. Right. Um, yeah. And that they did know, and that the statement that Gaff put out essentially, like, shifted the blame to, like, moderators for not doing their job enough to, like, know it was... Like, it was... It, 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 it set up this situation where I think part of the reason... Or I know part of the reason uh, the people, like, the, the modering... The modders, this uh, sort of support structure of... Uh, the NeoGAF hierarchy, the reason they distanced themselves so fast, the reason they just quit was because, like, why should we stand by with this guy a second time? Like, he he kind of screwed us the first time where we needed to become, like, look, like, you're, there are always going to be instances where people who you think are good end up being awful people. Yep. And you can't necessarily know that, but that you still got to come clean about what you knew, when you knew it, what you're doing in the future to... Uh, try and discourage it or, or, or whatever. Like th- those are the steps you're supposed to take, not be like, eh, like, I don't know. Didn't know the guy's name. Like just come up with a bunch of sort of like bullshit reasons <laughs> to hand wave it away. And so I think that's why you saw essentially a parade away from the the, the site um, over the weekend from the people in the power hierarchy, because they said like, this doesn't seem like the kind of person that's going to have our back. And so while they weren't going to sit around and wait to see, what evidence or proof or whatever, how, how all that stuff played out. Um, I think there was a lack of faith in the very person who was supposed to 
be the one, like the leader of that place. And by all accounts, seems to have failed the people below him. And uh, I think, again, like the the fact that he only responded to my emails, the fact that there is no public statement uh, yet, I think, speaks to that sort of haphazard, um, inconsistent leadership that, uh, like I said, like as someone that, you know, took this incredibly seriously, reported it out because that was as much as my gut reaction was like, ah, shit, I check NeoGAF any morning. Like, I don't know what's going on in the world right now. Um, right, you because to, that place... You went to go check for the for the post. Yeah, about... when, I posted <laughs> my, when I posted my story, I was like, I wonder what NeoGAF thinks of my story. Just having the mental disconnect because yeah. on my bookmark bar in, uh, uh, in my Chrome browser, like, one of the ones in the center is Gaff. One right. of the icons on the homepage of my phone is Gaff. Like, I owe my career to Gaff. I owe... Uh, a lot of the internet relationships I have to like dear friends of mine uh, to that place. Um, and so I have like super complicated feelings about like the death of a community, which is something we can maybe think about and talk about later. For, I want distance from this. I don't want to do what yeah, you said, yeah. which is like to immediately pivot to like, so what does this mean for Gaff? But yeah, I, I do yeah. think that uh, Tyler is not necessarily make speaking as someone that was part of that community um, separate from my own reporting, uh, that does not seem like the the way forward. The way forward was probably for him to divest his financialist interest in NeoGAF, um, to hand it off to someone else. Um, and maybe, maybe that would have been a world in which you could have saved the name from being permanently tainted. Right. But by all by all accounts, it seems like I think NeoGAF is probably just going to die a slow uh, a slow death. And my hope is that like the communities that come up in its in its uh, wake are going to do are going to do the opposite of what it sounds like Tyler wants to do with Gaff, right? Which is like realize that you can't just be a space that is just pro gaming and that is it. Uh, that that for like a mature space for people to talk about games and like and to only talk about games if that's what they want. If if someone who wants to only talk about games can go to a place where they, they just want to talk about. You know, uh, OT, Super Mario Odyssey. I just want a dope thread that it like looks really cool up top. There's a bunch of screenshots and GIFs that is like, look at how pretty this game is. And they just want to go to that thread that like that is that is a thing that they can do. But that for a healthy community to exist these days, like it has to be a space where you can also talk about what happens when there are sexual assault or sexual uh, misconduct allegations that happen to somebody, you know, or or, uh, alleged against someone in the gaming community. A place where you can talk about politics, a place where you can talk about culture and art and about you know everything else that is not just gaming because that will make those conversations that are about gaming so much more fruitful and so much more honest and so much more you know again holistic um those are the sorts of communities that i hope show up uh, in in the uh in the wake of all of this um and you know shout outs immediately to our incredible mods over at the waypoint yes. forums um who have done an incredible amount of work there has been uh, a, a bit of an you know an exodus from NeoGAFT and to a number of forms on the internet that have already existed. I know Giant Bomb had a big intake. We had something like a thousand new members overnight uh, on the Waypoint forums. So thank you to our incredible mod team who like really put in the hard work of making sure that that new audience understood the difference between NeoGAF and the Waypoint forums <laughs> uh, because there are key differences. Like there really truly are. Um, and, and shout out to our dis our discord mods also who, you know, less of a, of an intake, I believe of new users on, on the discord, but still a pretty heavy one. Um, and so to them also shout outs and, and thank you for putting in the hard work. Come um, join my new channel, the lament configuration, where we talk about <laughs> shitty horror movies. I started a channel. Wait, did you? Nice. Yeah. 
Oh, that's sick. Have you been in there? Are you talking about Yeah, stuff? I've been in there. I'm talking about bad movies. Oh, I gotta man. add this in. I, I love bad movies. I, I, how do I do this if I'm a Discord... Uh, you're here. You're here already. Discord you're, challenged. Or is this a bit? Are you doing like a... <laughs> if I'm having a Discord problem... Danielle, you're in this chat room already. I can see I, you here. Yeah. I'm, if you know I'm, what the Linux configuration is, I'm not... I'm not going to tell you what it is. You got to figure it out for yourself. Is that a Hellraiser thing? Yeah, it is. <laughs> Fuck, that was quick. God damn it. God, I got it. I listen. I'm not a big horror movie buff. I have like I'm on the outside of horror film in the in like the not the outside, but like the margins. Like I yeah, watch what yeah, comes yeah. on here or there. I actually really, I actually realized this very recently. I went to when I went to go see Annabelle Origins. Uh, oh, right. Forgive me, Father. Of course, Forgive Annabelle me, Creation. Please, oh, sorry, Creation. Annabelle the Cre- Annabelle Creation Two. Um, I realize that like my relationship with horror films has completely changed because i spent years i spent like as a kid i was terrified of horror films and like would not watch them i refused <laughs> like very much of the belief that freddy krueger was going to kill me and that those films and documentaries uh or that like they at the very least like spoke to a real fear um and then as i got older and my fears shifted from being like men who had burned faces and knife hands to just like um men what wore masks and hurt people or just small towns or like getting lost in the woods and a bear kills you like you know adult fears um uh, i i started like being able to watch horror movies again i didn't even realize it really until recently but now i have this very detached like crap like i like the craft of a horror film even a schlocky one in a way Mm -hmm. i didn't before um i still can't just like watch a bunch of them in a row i have to be in the right mood or like with the right people but like i get it now and it 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 makes me i don't want to go down the rabbit hole necessarily but it's nice to be in a place now where i'm like oh yeah if if i was out if i was hanging out with a friend and they had like hellraiser 3 on or whatever I'd watch that. Yeah, the one, the one uh, that's the where uh, that's a CD face man, where the the dude uh, uh, shoots CDs out of his mouth. Oh, I remember that. Okay. Yeah, yep. the Hellraiser yep. three, Hell on Earth. Um, oh which, God. The, the th- yeah, the third one. It's it's where the series goes real off the rails. It's like fun in a schlocky sort of way, whereas the first two I think are legitimately right. like some of like really tremendous like psychosexual horror films. Right. right. Um, but the third one, yeah, there's go look it up. It's I don't CD man is like what the oh fans God, call him, I but love yeah, he, that. he literally shoots uh, CDs out of his mouth to God. try and kill you. Wild, Very good. perfect. What a deep commentary. <sighs> exactly. <laughs> Before there was Black Mirror, there was <laughs> Hellraiser three, Hell on Earth. Oh, oh man, yeah, he's case, he's got a good face. All right, cool. Search for CD man. Yeah, this is real good. They just call him CD, I guess, on the fandom Hellraiser oh, wikia. Thank, That's what I'm looking you. at right now. Uh, Hellraiser this is real five good. is basically like a like a, a a riff on Silent Hill two. Oh, his <gasps> mouth is like a CD slot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's and, bad. He, and his head has it's like bad. CDs embedded. He almost looks like God. Remember, like the King Koopa, the Dennis. Yeah, yeah, what's his yeah, face? Dennis, King Koopa. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm. He I does, mean, but like it, he kind of has Brothers that going movie. on. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. God. Anyway, I hope that the communities that follow in the wake of Neo Gaff can have conversations like these, but also ones <laughs> that that do tackle harder issues and and like do have space for yeah. that for that sort of uh, you know. Uh, uh, interrogation of, of some harder stuff. Um, this is I'm looking at this this wikia. I need to get off this wikia because I don't know good. any of these. 
I mean, this is good healing. You know, we talked about something very difficult <laughs> and very worthwhile talking about. And then right. you're also now, allowed now to do some, some healing. Cenobites. And now exactly. I'm on, I'm, it says Pinhead's Gash it, it, here, and I don't know what that's referencing. There it is. <laughs> oh, man, the last Hellraiser movie, two ones ago, where Lance Hendrickson runs a Hellraiser website. What? Log on to be killed. It's, hmm. Oh, wow. Is it called wow. Hellworld or is it called Revelations? Uh, Revelations is the, I think was the most recent one, which is bad and doesn't have Doug Bradley as Hellraiser. So Wait, it doesn't what's, actually count. What's Hellraiser Judgment? Oh, that's the next one. Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah, there's another one coming out that also doesn't have Doug Bradley as Hellraiser. So what's get at, get away from me. Yeah. But yeah, the, Hellworld is the, is the, is the video game Hellworld. Okay. Or, uh, Hellraiser. Okay. It's, it's not good. I mean, it's good. Like, it's good. Yeah. But it's not good. Have you looked at the image of the blood pack? From Blade Two recently, <laughs> I just need yeah. To- I saw I saw this mentioned in a different Discord. <laughs> I did not like, interrogate it. I'm Blade looking. I'm two, gonna look back. One is a good fucking movie. Yes. Two, if you do a search, for, a Google image search for Blood Pack Blade Two, you just get the most like 1999 looking, like all black leather everything. <laughs> that movie I'm came out in 2002. Uh, I loved Blade. Oh my god, I loved too. that movie. That that like uh, 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 opening scene in the club. God I, damn, that I, was like. I think the first. That two was Blade John movies. Wick before John Wick. Oh yeah, yep. absolutely, absolutely. Fuck, I love Blade so much. <sighs> I love. Why don't they make a good new Blade movie? Why was there never a good Blade game? <laughs> <sighs> yeah, you got anyway. all the parts. Like is, I'm gonna keep falling down. Yeah, exactly. You got all you the got, parts. I mean, come are, on. Everything you would ever want from Blade is in video games already. Yes. Like, yeah, that's true. There are, like, special vampires you fight who could be good boss fights. Blade immersive there, sim. Come on, Arcane. Or just, like, I, I mean, like, here's the actual problem is we talked about New York Witcher. Blade is literally already <laughs> New York Witcher. Yeah, yep. Like, already. It's just Blade. Oh, that's man. true. God. That's real good. Um. I, I think that's probably going to do it for us. Yeah. We probably don't have time for questions. We've already gone longer than we intended to today. It's been a long day. Yeah, but day. We'll, we'll, we'll revisit this stuff on Friday. So if people have yeah. questions and, and we'll see, it'd be nice to give us some separation from everything. You know, we'll see where it goes. You know, I, I'm not super interested in like following all the, the machinations of where this goes from here. Yep. I feel like we kind of set our, our yep. piece. But if, if people have like questions about like commute, like maybe like the larger sort of stories of this, like, you know, uh, uh, like the story of like a death of a community and it was your community. Right. Like if there are stuff like that that's happened to you uh, out there, I'm sure that's that's stuff that we can kind of meditate on. on Friday. Uh, Friday's also going to be a wild one because it's October 27th. Oh, boy. Oh, fuck. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Mario. Uh, Mario that day. And Assassin's Creed. Wolfenstein. It is going to be a wild one. Uh, I might actually be able to do some Assassin's Creed streaming tomorrow, believe Ooh. it or not. Ooh. Um, Ooh. I, I need to double check the streaming the streaming uh embargo on that but yeah tomorrow's the 24th right yep yeah True. at noon tomorrow i can do some streaming of assassin's creed um so yeah, i should be able to do stuff with mario on 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 friday so, awesome uh, nice yeah. cool Looking so yeah we're so talking about that look forward to all that this week it is going to be a big one for everyone uh so so that sounded way more ominous than I intended it to be. <laughs> it's gonna be a sweet, it's gonna be a big one. Well, you know, everyone. Pinhead's Gash. You know, I'm looking into this now, and uh, Pinhead's Gash is gonna be a big one. So, oh, okay, cool. Great. I might have to watch Hellraiser three 
tonight. <laughs> I, I might do, that. actually. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. Uh, I am going to go eat food for the first time today. That's my plan. You can find me on Twitter at Austin underscore Walker or probably maybe at the diner in my neighborhood. I don't know. I don't know there where I'm going to go yet. I don't know what I'm going to eat. Get some I diner know, wanna, food. I want to go for a walk. I want to like, go get my head clear after all this. Uh, I'm getting on an ambulance after this. So, you know. It'll Jesus. Be, go be help fun. people. Nice. Have fun. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Patrick, where can people find you besides an ambulance, Danielle? <laughs> At Danielle R.I. on Twitter. Uh, awesome. And Patrick, what about you? you can find me at Patrick Klepek. You can find everything we do at waypointadvice.com or, or on Twitter at twitter.com slash waypoint. Follow us over on Facebook at facebook.com slash waypointvice. I said this on a stream, I think, earlier today, but even if you barely go on Facebook, Go on Facebook and follow us. That sounds like silly, but it does actually help. The algorithm is a mysterious god. Uh, <laughs> it, it is hard to understand how it works. But the thing I do know is, like in video games, it works better if the number goes up. So go <laughs> like us over on Facebook if you enjoy the show. Seriously, it will help. Uh, other than that, you can find everything we do uh, all week on, on all the places I already said. So look forward to that. Shout out to Bowen for letting us use his track, Miss You, off the EP Pale Machine. If you do have questions to send in about uh, anything we talked about today, you can send them over to gaming at vice.com. And shout outs to Danielle, who's going to edit this today, I think. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah. Shout outs to I'm your to podcast producer today, kids. <laughs> Hell yeah. And double shout outs again to the, the mods, the great Waypoint community mods over at our forums and on our Discord. That's going to do it. Danielle, what do we say to him? Be good and be good at it. Peace. Rob's not here today, so he can't fuck it up. <laughs> Peace. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.